Hello, hello. Wednesday, January 4th, another episode of Vodka Soda Happy Hour, brought to you by For With the Open Field. What's up, Mike? What's going on, Jake? Not much, man. Just uh, sucking back into the swing of things after the holidays, you know? It's been a long way away. It's been a long way away. How's your waistline? Still perfect? Fucking asshole? No. No, it's a lot bigger. It's a lot wider. I uh, My pants have started to break, like, on the side seams. Uh, on my quads, they're starting to rip. You ever stand up too fast and just, like, totally rip a pair of pants? All the time. Me either. <laughs> All right. um, I, try, I try to wear ambitious pants, and I end up ripping them most of the time. You're like a stretchy jeans guy, aren't you? I am. Yeah. I've had to be. <laughs> yeah, I want to I wanna say introduce me to that. All right. Um, we got a bunch of stuff today. Let you top it off. CFB playoff was last weekend. Clemson and Bama won, respectively. Um, Clemson middle handily. linebacker. Yeah, handily. Handily. I don't think many people expected the latter game. Um, but Clemson linebacker. Uh, what's the kid's name? Ben Bull something? Bullworth? Bullware. 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 Yeah. Big dude. Big beard. Uh, big hands, apparently. <laughs> uh, so the story is actually his defensive lineman grabbed a guy by the balls, um, very notably on camera. <laughs> People were wondering what the hell was going on, but today Bullware came out and said uh, only great players grab each other's testicles. Um, he also went on to add, uh, that's something we've done all year to mess with players. I like to poke guys in the butt. It's something we do to mess up with guys and break up the seriousness of the game. Um, my question to you is, how many fingers have you gotten into one guy's asshole at one time? <laughs> um, I don't, I don't think any. I don't, I don't know if I've like, I mean, there's that. I don't know. I've probably had like an ass grab and like a slip maybe, and like you know, like you're you're messing around. Maybe had some drinks. I don't think it was ever anything I did in football. Um, I don't think I've ever had finger like in a dude's butt. But we could we could call it one. I'm sure it's happened before. We could call it one. All right, so so this just in: Jake puts his finger in guys' butts. Um, Unintentionally, you know, wrestling around guys being guys. This is a quote: Uh, If you say that you played football and I never did that, you either sucked at football or you had no friends in the locker room, or you were that person that went into the bathroom stall to change because you were scared to shower with the team. (laughs) Yeah, I did see that part. I don't know, because. I, like I played in like a really average high school football league in upstate New York. Like, but we always would talk about we would always talk about that though. Like I've, I remember that vividly during lifting and shit. We'd always talk about how big of sickos. I don't know if it ever came up in um, discretion of college, but how in the pros that's like a commonplace thing to like grab dudes nuts and like eye poke and stuff at the bottom of piles. I definitely got eyes poked before that happened, and I know kids who do. Yeah. Um, no, nothing never happened, but I don't know. It's possible, but like. I don't know. I was maybe it's maybe if I was playing linebacker instead of a line, it would have been a different story. But I mean, <laughs> relative to Ben Bullware, I'm definitely a really shitty football player. So I guess it's a fair statement on his part. No, I think you go closer to the have no friends part than the shitty football player part. Yeah, no, it's probably fair. I don't know if I did have any friends in the locker room, so there you have it. Right. I still don't know how that relates to butt grabbing though, because like. I don't know. I guess the only way to become friends is to go four fingers deep in your teammate's ass. Yeah, I mean, that was a little like the baseball thing where the guys were, like, pinning the dude down and jacking him off. You remember that? <laughs> I think it has nothing to do with that. You know, <laughs> just, you want to be friends? Sexually assault your uh, your guy friends. 
it's fun all everyone's doing it that's all i got on that one that's just a stupid little story no i thought it was hilarious and i kind of loved his take um to be honest with you i don't i don't know if i get where he's coming from but uh yeah it's hysterical you gotta take a stand somewhere just grabbing nuts man just grabbing nuts take us take a stand somewhere i bet saban Um, would respect that speaking of guys doing weird shit did you hear me before we get into this saban saban would respect bullwear grabbing his nuts i feel like Saban, Saban would <laughs> respect is a good word for that. I think. I feel like he'd be he like, would, whatever. He I doesn't like, care. I feel like he'd kill him and then sing the eulogy at his funeral. <laughs> Saban and Kiffin is actually. You know what? We don't even have that on the lineup, but you brought it up. Um, so they're both uh, blowing smoke right now, saying that uh, it was very peaceful and mutual. But you, he had to have gotten fired, right? Saban fired Kiffin. Saban, Saban saying it was yeah he obviously fired him. Saban saying it was a mutual thing is like it's the same thing as like Trump publicly entertaining the fact that Romney was ever going to be Secretary of State. You Fair. Know, it was just never going to happen. He's just being a prick because he's obviously a prick and he has every right to be because they're about to win their fifth natty in five years. But like right. Kiffin also can't say shit because he was just like wandering around being a booze bag banging his players' girlfriends before Saban took him in as an OC. So. I think it's a win win for both parties because all Kiffin's ever going to be is a mid-major coach. Um, but let's keep buzzing. Let's yeah. keep buzzing through these. Yeah, yeah Giants, I'll go on to the Giants party. I'm on the Giants. Yeah, Odell Beckham, a couple of those guys end up in Miami on their off day with um, post Redskins win. Oh, they're with Trey Songs. Yeah, I didn't know. Um, that. On a yacht, twerking and doing all that shit. And uh, I sounded like I was 75 years old right there. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. Um, they were on the boat going crazy having fun and they asked McAdoo what he thought and he said it's the off day they can do whatever they want why the hell would you do this on the week of a playoff game I don't know I mean they're pro athletes so I don't think it really matters I mean who is uh who's the was it Chandler Jones who was like smoking k2 um on a bye week last year or something yeah so I don't yeah. know I mean these guys are children it's not like it's a secret to anybody that Beckham's a little immature he lived like what a third of his off season at Drake's house um so you don't care if he's your player? Not really. I mean, I think that's all style thing. I mean, they're obviously a looser team under McAdoo than they were with Coughlin. I'm sure if uh, if Coughlin was still the coach, he probably would have been pissed off. But, like, what are you going to do? And even so, I don't think it's a – the media environment's, like, not going to – you're not doing yourself any favors if you, like, publicly go after these guys. Like, maybe McAdoo is like, hey, fuck you, dudes, or I'll find 10K and hope it, hope it doesn't get out. But – <laughs> I mean, I don't, it's fucking Odell Beckham, dude. Is like a little weed on a boat in Miami really gonna affect his performance in a playoff game? Probably not. Yeah, but what are you doing? I don't know. It doesn't matter if it's gonna affect it or not, and if it's cool. Like, obviously, we at our age are gonna be like, yeah, it's a normal thing. Whatever they can do, what they want. But can't it wait a week? I mean, like, I get it. Yeah, but like, Beckham clearly is gonna do whatever he wants. So I don't. I just don't see how it's surprising. Okay. I mean, it's not surprising to me. It's not that he, it's not that he isn't allowed to. He's got every right to, uh, except obviously smoking weed. He doesn't have a right to do that yet. But I just, I just find this as another one of those like prioritize yourself a little better. You know what I mean? Like if you're trying to be taken, he wants to be taken seriously on Sundays and then on Monday through Saturday acts like that. Like um, if he comes out and drops his first ball, you know it's going to get brought up. Yeah, but I don't. I, I agree with you, but I just he just clearly clearly doesn't care. Clearly doesn't care. So okay, so if that's the way, then uh, I mean, if that's the way we're gonna be with Odell, then I guess that's how we're gonna act with him. But I, I think this is a stupid thing to 
stake your claim on and kind of like be like, I'm allowed to do this. It's like, yeah, I get you're allowed to do that. You're also allowed to not play football if you want to. Yeah, but until he starts sucking, it's not going to matter. Um, and I mean, I guess so. better uh, better the day after the game than like tonight or something, you know? Well, yeah, that's obviously a day off too. So I, I get it. I just think that it's it's stupid publicity and it didn't need to be a story and I don't get why he did it this week. That's yeah. my thought. That is your thought. Speaking of dudes who party, NFL MVP, we got? My MVP right now is Matt Ryan. Why? First, first and foremost, he's been the most consistent quarterback all year. I mean, the first five weeks of the year, we were talking about them as one of the best teams in football, and they had a little bit of a dip, and they came back. He's been pretty steady all year. He's done it without Julio for you know three games or so, but... For the most part, Matt Ryan has figured it out. He's led the Falcons to actual respectability and not just like all regular season hype and a postseason exit. I do think that they won a postseason game this year. And I don't know. I just think that it's time for, I mean, first of all, Matt Ryan is given the honor, in my opinion, because of the demerits against the other candidates. Tom Brady didn't play a quarter of the season. Aaron Rodgers didn't play half the season. And, you know, guys like Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott are nothing without the offensive linemen. So, I give it to Matt Ryan, and I don't really see a strong argument for anybody else except maybe Aaron Rodgers. Derek yeah. Carr got hurt, or else yeah. it'd be Derek Carr. Yeah, Derek Carr's a bummer. Um, if the Raiders won a playoff game or two, which, I mean, they'll probably be the Texans, um, I would I would argue Khalil Mack because I think he's yeah. probably the best defensive player in the league right now. Um, and if he's yeah. not, he's going to be shortly. Um, and I just think it's annoying that it's always QBs. Um, but that's just my opinion. Uh, and I would also that, that uh, conference is filthy defensively yeah. with Denver. Yeah, AFC West is great. Um, and I'll also take a futures pick on Mariota because the Titans are going to be in a Super Bowl in two years, and you heard it here <laughs> first. <laughs> I thought it was this year. No, no, it wasn't. I wasn't really foreseeing that happening, but it's going to happen, and it won't be that surprising when they win twelve games next year. So suck it, nerd. My New Year's party this week. Who's your MVP? What? Who is my actual MVP? MVP? Um, I uh, I think just give it to fucking Elliott, man. He's been the most exciting player to watch, and obviously the Cowboys have the best line in the league possibly ever. But he's pretty fucking good. He might be. It's super hard to matter as a running back. Like he's obviously getting help with the line, but he'd be really good on just about any team in the league, man. He's got a lot of tools. I think he's super impressive. To tell you the truth, yeah. I'd, I'd truthfully told I'd probably just give it to Brady, but like I just whatever, you know. I, I'd feel a little weird about giving it to Brady this year, even as a Patriots fan. Well, that's uh, I don't know. That's I just don't think he, he. I don't think he deserves it this season. He's been pretty cautious. He is a cheater. Okay. He is a he is a cheater. So I respect you. Yeah. Uh, I respect you taking that side of things. Uh, here we go. So moving on from NFL MVP, uh, Skip Bayless, um, noted pacifist, former ESPN co-host, and now is he a Fo- yeah? He's a Fox now, right? He's a Fox Sports now. Um, FS1, yeah. Technical coworker of Michael uh, Complex uh, Sports Arm. About an hour and a half ago, actually, not long, uh, ran a feature article on him and. Um, Skip Bayless is one of these guys that's hard to take seriously because uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's fairly obvious, like, how much of a jerk he is and um, <laughs> all things of that nature. But did you read the article at all? Yeah, I'm on the end right now. So there's a quote from his 
co-host Shannon Sharp, who is an NFL guy, skips a thousand percent authentic. What you see is what you get. When he believes something, you can't talk him off the ledge. And when I realized you couldn't talk him off the ledge, I was like, I'm gonna leave his ass up there. <laughs> In the end, as stubborn as I am, we can agree to disagree, all laugh, and come back the next day and start it up again. He, uh, the one thing I'll say about this article is these pictures i uh i did not realize uh, he's pretty ripped yeah a guy takes good care of himself which i guess makes him make a lot more sense now um but like yeah man the thing was just so fucking contrived like this complex editor is just man come on bro and we're gonna be talking about complex a little more in a minute here um on the music side of things but it's just like, bro yeah, there's there's just one about uh, what is the one quote? Oh, here it is. Um, on any given day, undisputed attracts over 100k viewers. First take to switch from ESPN2 to ESPN, attracting 300k. Undeniably, Bayless is an attraction, despite being an old white guy. There's a segment of the audience that overlooks the age difference and vibes with him. Quote unquote, the kids gravitate to my energy. He says. <laughs> so, have you ever watched Bayless? But like, just brash loud annoying him and him and Stephen a essentially invented the satirical brand of like hot taking and all that shit by just saying ridiculous yeah. stuff over and over this is a guy who still swears by tim tebow being a good quarterback in the nfl um I, the only reason i put this in here is just like I, I understand complex is vertical but it is so absurd that they took him seriously in this article and are actually trying to put forth the fact that it's not it's like race baiting in sports media. He's literally just saying shit to get people to freak out because he knows how stupid his audience is. And he makes six mil a year, so I can't blame him because he clearly knows what he's doing looking at the data. But, like, be better, Complex. Bedtime is 9 p.m. is my favorite part of this article for Skip Bayless. You know, me too, Skip. Me too. So my takeaway from the article, a couple things. For all the shit the editor might have done... Uh, that you take offense to. I do like that the article was clean. I think that there's one, if there's one thing that Skip isn't, it's sloppy. And between the imagery use and just the layout of the actual article itself, it's very clean looking. It gives a good impression about Skip when you read it as a neutral. Um, that's the only thing that I would say positively about it. On the negative side, I will have to point out the fact that he's yet to really acknowledge and go all in on what he really is. He's starting to kind of hint at the fact that you know, if you don't agree with me or you do agree with me, I'm going to get you engaged, I'm going to be annoying, I'm going to be loud, but you're going to eventually laugh about it at the end. That's kind of what he's going for, but I want one day for there to be like a tell-all where he just kind of admits to everybody that he believes almost none of what he says but takes a strong side on a contrarian angle just to get a response. So the this article isn't what I was hoping for. I was, I'm, I'm waiting for that day where that just pops into my inbox where, you know, there's a real article about him, an actual, like, like truth, like a real truthful dive into what he, his motives are and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but you don't care but, enough about Skip Bayless for that, man. I understand what you're I, saying, but like you don't actually. I do care. Yeah, why well, do? Why? Because you work for Vox? Because I have to. Yeah, I have to kind of understand him. I'm waiting for that. I want to know if he's being real serious or if he's, you know, I, I don't know where he's coming from on most of these things. But I do know that he, he's not at the point yet where he deserves that article, like you're saying, but. That'll come out one day, and that'll be interesting. No, that's fair. I mean, it was well written and stuff. I was just saying, like, right. you're just the the writer is just taking a, a straight view of like 
a circular thing. Just taking <laughs> skip. I, I, no, not even that. It didn't feel like he really critically thought about anything and like really proffered his own opinion on Bayless. It was basically just like it was just Good a point. running. It was just a running circus skit of taking everything Bayless said at at its factual basis. Which Un- unlike that um, coward Trump comparison article, that yeah. that was more of an uh, someone's opinion. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, okay. it's it, it's a tough line to play, and I understand that, but I just, you know, thought there could have been a little a little more involvement on the brain of the writer, but who knows, maybe his editor sucks. Um, alrighty. Maybe. Moving on, uh, a few days back, our friend Chance the Rapper and Donald Glover slash Childish Gambino uh, were spotted together in Hawaii with the hashtag Roscoe's Wetsuit. Um, which is an old thing from uh, when they worked on Gambino's 2013 album because the internet um, on songs The Worst Guys and some other stuff um, was basically rumored to be long, long rumored to be a collab EP between the two. We're kind of fan favorites in this new uh, like hipstery friendly rap thing that's you know going on and really uh, gotten integrated into parts of the mainstream. Um, what do you got on this? I know you were you were enjoying your theory popping the other night. Yeah, Reddit dive. Um, this was one of those things where I didn't expect to go down a deep road on it, but I did. I found a Reddit thread called, Can Someone Explain Roscoe's Wetsuit? If you put Roscoe's Wetsuit into the Wu-Tang name generator, you get 62nd The Baptist. If you put Donald Bennett, which is Childish's first name and Chance's last name, you also get 62nd The Baptist. Now, we don't know what 62nd The Baptist actually means, what we do know like is 62nd that... Like 62nd or 62, 62nd? 62nd, the Baptist. Why, what's the other one? No, I was just wondering if it was like 60 then the word second or... Oh, no, 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 it's 62nd, like 60 seconds without the S. Gotcha. Um, um, so down the Reddit thread, there's a video of Childish answering a question about Roscoe's Wetsuit back in 2013. Um, nobody knows what it is or what it means or anything like that. Somebody asked him, what is Roscoe's Wetsuit? He said... You'll see, you'll see. And then everyone started laughing and he said, what do you think it is to the person? And then they said, I don't know. And he goes, why do you care? And they said, well, uh, and he goes, think about that. Just remember that. Why do you care? Think about that. Why do you care? And then, uh, you know, I did some more diving. And um, one of the things I found was in a 75 page screenplay that Childish Gambino wrote to support his song called Because the Internet. Um, in all of the advertising around, would you just fall? No, no, no. Just put the old feet up. No, it's uh, <laughs> screenplay came out with because of the internet, but yeah, same deal. Yeah, so he in in the screenplay itself, every advertisement or every um, or every like a piece of creative work is just a white canvas with the word Ros- Roscoe's wetsuit on it. And uh, basically, my deep dive on the thought is that Childish and Chance are obviously working on a project together. You mentioned there's a collab album. Yeah, Somewhat. well, that's the the same deal. It's supposed to be a collab EP. They've rumored, um, they've been rumored to be doing that forever. So, under something. Okay. So my my thoughts is that this is a collaborative project of some sort, whether it's an album or. Um, anything creative that they can think of because they're freaking geniuses that has to do with the with the why of the consumption so the way we take in music the way we listen to things and the way we care about artists on the internet not social media it's going to be a a uh, introspective i guess album about um why we all care about things and i don't think everyone's going to really get it i don't think everyone's going to understand it and i think that that's the point childish has that weird side to him and it seems like chance has been yearning to get that out as well so I'm very, uh, I'm excited. I think if Roscoe's actually turns into an album of some sort, um, 
that would be probably the most anticipated thing in my personal my personal music life in a long time. I know we talked about a while back who we'd like to see collaborate together on an album, and I'm stupid for not picking those two, to be honest, looking back at it now. So that's that's my thoughts on Roscoe. Uh, do you, you didn't really know about it before. I kind of brought it up a couple of days ago, but have you done any diving into it since? Um, well, yeah, I had no, I'd never heard of the Roscoe's wetsuit thing before, but they've, like, the prospect of the two of them having an EP has long been rumored and there was some some I think it might have been an AMA chance that a few years back he confirmed that like it exists um so it was kind of just a matter of time so a bit of a connect the dots between the two of us actually because I had no idea what the name wasn't I actually was watching the video for the worst guys um earlier today and when they're flashing the credit shit um beforehand hey you should mute yourself when you type in the future that would be healthy um I shouldn't what? You should mute yourself when you type. That would be healthy. You can hear that? Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> and But, yeah, it, it flashes it in the beginning of the video before they kind of hop into shit. So, yeah, no, nah, I mean, I think, it, I think it makes sense. And uh, that would be cool if they put it out. I mean, it would be a good time for both of them to do it, considering Glover is rapidly becoming one of the uh, more famous people, like, period. Um, do you know how old he is? He's, like, 34, I think. He looks okay. really young. Yeah, he's kind of old, though. But um, And the other thing... The the point about the video he's talking about the video in the park where there's like all the Asian kids around him, right? Yeah, so that's when he's like, Why do you care? Whatever. Um I mean I think you're you're getting a little like existential about it, which is kinda like your drive on things, which is fine, but I think you're also correct because that's what a lot of his stuff talks about. And you like any any interviews like he uh he did a round table with um the guy who directed La La Land, the new Gosling and Emma Stone movie. Um John Voight, or sorry, not John Voight, um, John Favreau, um, a woman whose name I can't remember, and I don't know, somebody else. Oh, and uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, the Hamilton guy. And he kind of talks about how, like, he doesn't, like, he has a Gambino as a Twitter and Instagram, but he doesn't really use them, and talks about how he, you know, and he's obviously at a point where he's famous and he can do this because, like, his his first famous thing was uh, on YouTube with, like, a comedy troupe with those bro rape things. And talks about how he'll use it for data points so like he'll just look at reactions of you know whatever people think about an atlanta episode and we'll like you know dig into their social media profile and see what else they do and listen to and like and he's like oh i can understand like why you would feel that way your questions are going to be answered by the end of the season or oh shit i didn't even take that demographic of people into account i'm gonna you know do better with that next time or something like that so just uh yeah he's, he's an interesting dude and um i think the premise you're operating under makes a lot of sense because yeah I don't know. They're both they're both interesting people who I think take a lot of thought into how things are interpreted and are really you know we're entering a pretty unexplored age as far as you know ten year effects of social media um, and how it kind of warps people's minds and how things are interpreted and all that shit. So yeah, I think that it'll come out sooner rather than later. Yeah, it seems they're to both, be the case. They're both hot. Yeah, and I mean they've had it forever and like they both market their shit pretty well like under the hand like when. Before it was announced, Chance was working on Life of Pablo. He had a bunch of Instagrams in the studio, like, hanging out with Kim Kardashian and shit. So um, if this is his normal stuff, then, yeah, I would, uh, I would think that it'll be coming out, which would be pretty sick. Um, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. On, yeah, moving on, a little more music, a little more complex. Uh, came out today with Kanye West's discography ranked. Uh, top nine. Top nine. I got it right here. Do you want me to read you the list? Yeah, yeah, just read them off. At nine, Cruel Summer, which, uh, for those that don't remember, featured New God Flow and... Just read them off, straight. Is what? Okay, Late Registration at eight. Uh, 808s and Heartbreaks at seven. 
We got Life of Pablo at six, College Dropout at five, Yeezus at four, ahead of College Dropout, Watch the Throne at three, Graduation at two, and My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy at one. Any problem with the list? Um, no, I... I can't understand why 808s would be that low. Um, I, I don't understand why Yeezus is that high. Yeah. <sighs> it's, I don't know. It's a tough one. What are you, uh, you first? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work my way from the top back. I think Dark Twisted Fantasy is one, and I think you'd agree. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you feel on graduation being two? It's not my personal opinion, but I can understand why somebody would have it there. Yeah. Um, watch the Throne at three. I might... Yeah, I think so far I'm pretty pretty standard. I don't have Yeezus at four. I don't have Dropout at five. I think I have... And I don't have Pablo at six. I would switch around. First of all, I'd probably switch Dropout and Yeezus. Put Yeezus at five, Dropout at four... And then uh, I'd probably switch Jesus and Pablo as well, so I'd probably go Pablo five, Jesus six. Um, you you eight oh eight seven, and then late. Yeah, I'm I'm good from there. I'm good at eight oh eight at seven. I don't know why you think eight oh eight is higher than that. Yeah, dude, eight oh eight spawned like an entire genre of music. I know I love eight oh eights, but are you gonna put it ahead of Pablo? Maybe it's a better album. Okay. It's more cohesive. Are you gonna put it ahead of Dropout? Pablo is like taking drugs. Um. Uh, I could, but I wouldn't. I still think it's a better album than like, I, like on like. Why the, is Jesus so high? Because it's awesome. I get it, but it's not. It's not. I think his top. I mean, it's it's not obviously ranked his top album, but I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have Jesus as high as that. Plus, it's a ten album. It's a ten song album. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So I don't know why. Okay. This first, is, first of all, I know that this pisses you off. The idea of ranking an album collection. No, right? it doesn't. I mean, it's stupid, but I guess for like, if you're gonna do it with anybody, you can probably do it with Kanye. Um, first off, I don't even think that "Cruel Summer" um, or "Watch" should be on the list because it's just a waste. Um, IMO, although everything he does is feeding collaboration, so I guess it's understandable. But yeah, "Cruel Summer" can stay nine or just not be on the list because that's obviously not as good as anything else. Yep. Um, I don't know, like, Late Reg, Graduation, I don't know. That's a different con. That's a different Kanye. Yeah, but they're in the same era. Like, everything changed after 2000. Uh, oh, I mean, those two are, are standalone almost in the saga of Kanye. It doesn't, yeah, feel, it doesn't even like, feel like that's the same person at this point. Like, I don't know, man. I kind of like, I, th- I think I like Late Reg more than Dropout. Um, but it's the kind of thing, it's just opinion, because, like, for me... I mean, I'll always stand that Dark Twisted is his best album, but I still enjoy yeah. I, I still enjoy Yeezus more than any of his other stuff. Um, you know, I understand. You, yeah, yeah, I understand why people would say it's not his best album at all, and I would honestly not be inclined to disagree with you. But I just enjoy it the most. Um, but I think Dark Twisted has to be one. Um, College Dropout should probably replace Graduation. Um, I don't know why Watch the Throne is in three. Probably put Yeezus three. Um, could put yeah. you could put Pablo at four or five. I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess Eight Oh Eight does fall far down the list, but and it's just the kind of thing, right? Like he's actually never had a bad album. Say what you all about Life of Pablo, it wasn't reinventing the wheel, but it didn't suck. 
No, it de- definitely suck. But just the fact that the fact that layer registration and 808s were that low is insane to me because they're definitely both better than Mike Pablo. Um, yeah. Also, what's the throne really shouldn't count them. No, it's stupid that those are on there. It's just it, that's not. It's not a part of his discography. It's just a project. Yep, I agree. I agree. Whatever. I yeah. I hope I hope he comes out with something soon. Mariah. Mariah Carey botched. Did you see it live? Nah, I don't. No, I didn't. Did you? No. Yeah, I think I would have enjoyed to. I would have enjoyed seeing it live. She's so I hot, like when people man. freak out. It's really all I got to say about Mariah Carey is that she's a babe. Everybody thinks it's a publicity stunt. She's got a new show coming out or some shit. Oh, I don't. I don't think that. I think that that was too embarrassing to be a publicity stunt. She. Uh, okay, first of all, I think she's fucking crazy. She has to be certifiable. She got Nick Cannon to tattoo Mariah across his entire back. She fucking married Nick Cannon. I think that she anybody who looks like that at that age is an alien, and I I don't know she scares me like she she would legitimately scare me I think in person and that freak out somebody got berated when she got off that stage she was out there on the hook for a couple minutes just like meandering around the stage like you or I trying to be in a talent show and then getting cold feet at the last second like it didn't make any sense what she was doing and. Uh, I like when things go unscripted and you see a lot about people's characters. And this was one of those things where not only did you see her character, but you also saw what it would be like if you came home at 2 a.m. smelling like perfume with glitter on your face and you were married to her. She was mad. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. She's rich. She's famous. It doesn't really matter. I'm sure she's going to have a great year. Um, I, did she really? I didn't know she got a cross of Nick Cannon's name tattooed on her back. No, he got her uh, whole name tattooed down his entire back. That guy really she, fell or, off, huh? That guy's an idiot. I kind of um, confuse him and Swaggy P at this point. What's the last thing Mariah Carey did? Are you sure, Nick? It doesn't matter. She's hot and she is. She sings "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Like she doesn't need to do anything else ever. <laughs> are you sure that Nick Young and Swaggy P aren't the same person? Because I'm, I'm not, not positive. Because I think they're the same guy. I think I think Swaggy P probably has a better life than Nick Cannon at this point. Yeah, it's safe to assume. He's probably got a little more money. Um, but moving, I don't want to talk about her anymore. Let's talk about another powerful female <laughs> in music: Coachella, Beyonce headlining. I brought this up to you, and you, you acted as if you would know it for the last matter. six years. It's not a big deal. Why is it not a big deal? I, mean, I think I'll it's get, a big deal on the principle of on the principle. Yeah, it's a big deal on the principle of her being the first black woman to headline Coachella ever, which is probably the biggest. Yeah, I, yeah, it's that or Bonnaroo. You could argue are the biggest music festivals in the country, so that puts them in the. Top no, it's of bigger it. than Bonnaroo. Uh, it's it's a different crowd though. Bonnaroo is mad. dude. Bonnaroo goes on for like a week and a half. It's insane. Well, I get that, but I think Coachella is like the name one. Yeah, it's the name one, but for like fucking bougie ass like rich kids. Like you're a Cali kid. Come on, dude. Like you know, it's like a different thing. Like I mean, I'm not a Cali kid. I mean, you I can you can move it as a West Coast East Coast thing because Tennessee is like kind of gateway to the South sort of deal. But you're picking apples and oranges is all I'm going to say. It's huge, obviously. It's worlds over. It's two weekends, yada, yada, yada. Fine. It's massive. Um, so, yeah, it's a big deal on the premise of that she's the first black woman to do that. 
but it's just not because she could have done this at any point in the last 10 years and she would have been a headliner, but she's generally too prissy about her career and her media, which is fine. It's her prerogative, and she's obviously super talented to ever do a festival. You don't ever see Taylor Swift doing festivals because she's a fucking bitch. Um, but she's doing it in the year that Donald Trump became president, and hates evident because her voice to speak is probably more important than it's been because guess who's not in the White House anymore to talk all the time? Michelle Obama. So I think it's good on her. I think it makes sense. It's not surprising at all. But do I think no. it's do I think it serves as some great accomplishment for black women? I mean, I guess it has to because she's who she is and it's like amazing. But she could have done it any time in the last 10 years. So, you know, like what yeah, people have been... Why now has a lot to do with just the societal impact it's going to have. I mean, does it have an impact? Yeah, de- well, no, nothing fucking has an impact anymore. But like, it obviously matters like because of the time because she's been very way more vocal about politics in the past. Yeah, it started with the Super Bowl thing last year with uh, when they had the Black Panthers like look alike, whatever, um, and she put out that formation video, you know, staying on the cop car in the flood. So yeah, it's been coming on for like a year, but it's like that was the first time she ever really got political. SNL did the skit. That was one of the only good SNL skits skits SNL did in the past year or two, and they're like, oh my god, Beyonce is like black too. Like no, like why do you like you know what I mean? She's clearly a really intelligent person. Like of course she's yeah. doing it. Good on her. I think it's great. Like she has a voice. Like why not use it? Anybody with a brain um, and that levity would do the same same thing but i just don't think it's that surprising because this is the way the world's gonna work for the next couple years she's not gonna get paid her normal fee for the show dude she's gotta get at least i mean it'd be kind of wild it would be wild as fuck if it came out that she took like i don't know what's a what's a cheap payday for her like 100k or something because like you're not bringing a full yeah more than that yeah because you're not putting like a a full status to it but that was when i saw the lineup yesterday that was my first thought like when i was my first thought i was like oh kendrick radiohead and then i was like oh beyonce like she's got to be getting a half mil a weekend at least like, yeah. No, because if, if you're a namer at one, like if you're in the top four rows of 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 uh, any of those days, you're getting at least ninety grand um, to be on the stage for forty five minutes to an hour and a half. Um, yeah, yeah. Those have got to be negotiation specific on the headliners, but like, she's she's got to be getting more than Kendrick and Radiohead. It's got to be close to half a million dollars to perform for probably two hours. Her and Kendrick are two of the most politically charged artists out there. Indeed. Um, this could be a this could be a headliner, like a weird like a. I think that we don't know the full story about what we're about to see this weekend. That weekend. Maybe I don't know. I think you're. I, I mean, have you ever been to a music festival before? Uh, not not a two weekend music festival. Just stupid, stupid rich white kids doing drugs. Believe me, nothing crazy is going to come out of it. Although it'd be nice if and, it would. And a lot of cultural appropriation. Yeah, probably. Yeah, actually, a sh- yeah, a shitload of cultural appropriation. For the, for what it's worth, I still don't understand what that means. But yeah, if there's any cultural appropriation, it'll be there. You'll see a lot of white guys in Indian headdresses. So yeah, yeah. All right, that's all I got for you, man. Let me get back to work. Hey, uh, fuck you.